This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Have you thought about launching a podcast? Then do it. Go to thisisfunner.com right now. Let them know what you want, and they'll get you launched in as fast as two weeks. You'll be working with one of the best producers in the business. Need a logo? They got you covered. They're a one-stop shop, and they can make it happen. Again, thisisfunner.com to get your podcast up and running. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Angry Reaction Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Samson Folk, and I will be breaking down the Raptors' excruciating 104-101 loss to the Orlando Magic. And, oh my god, I just don't know how to deal, man. This, <laughs> What do you do at this point? One in ten in game ones, and most of them have been at home. Most of them as the better team. What do you do? Is it in the water? Or, I guess, let's do the sponsorship first. This podcast is brought to you by Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger's Personal Injury Lawyers. Thanks for the sponsorship. Back to the game. What? Why is this happening? Well, I'll tell you why it's happening. I guess we'll run through some things. Okay, let's get into the notes. Encouraging thing early on is we saw a lot of Kawhi Leonard pick and rolls. Quite a few came with Gasol and a lot of DHOs for Lowry and Gasol. The Raptors were doing a lot of their work above the break, which didn't mesh that well with the rest of their offense because obviously Siakam usually plays below the break and he's usually a post-up option something like that or he'll come up to run the dhos he wasn't doing a ton of that in the first quarter and he was just kind of left a lot of the time he would iso on the wing and try and take isaac in he made really difficult shots early on he did a great job competing with isaac isaac was pretty great defensively most of the game even though siakam ended up having a pretty great game by all accounts except for the fact that he didn't get to the line at all And that was kind of, I guess, an overarching narrative for this game is that the Raptors weren't rewarded that often with free throws. I think they ended up taking like 14. Orlando had 20. Do I think the refs were a factor? Not not in the way that I think a lot of people might. I mean, it was frustrating that the Magic, who, to their credit, have defended the rim without fouling very often, since like the new year they've been pretty great at it they've been one of the best teams quote unquote since february and i do like i do understand they do get kind of the reputation 
of playing physical in there so they get to play a little bit more physical. These are all things that are correct. Um, I just thought it'd be poignant to say something really quick. Uh, I'll read the players. Jonathan Isaac, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic, DJ Augustine, Terrence Ross, Michael Carter-Williams, Kim Birch, Wes Uwundu, Pascal Siakam, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Gasol, Fred Van Vliet, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, Jody Meeks. All made shots in this game. All scored points. Kyle Lowry did not. I understand that Kyle Lowry is a good player. I do. I've written articles about how great Kyle Lowry is, about how much of what he does benefits other players. But, man, you have to make shots. That's, I understand he was the plus-minus leader for the Raptors in this game. He was plus 11, which is great. But if he is going to be like the guy who makes that money, if he's going to be the guy who is one of the leaders on this team, going 0 for, what, like 8 on the game, 0 for 7, 0 for 6 from downtown, and he's not taking hard shots, that's the thing. And I talked about this on podcasts in the past is that Lowry, it's not important for him to create his own shots. It's important for him to make the shots that fall in his lap. And he was 0 for 4 on wide open triples. Do you know how much extra spacing that would have granted the offense? They started defending him like he was Draymond Green. And also Danny Green, like you can't like get the ball just stolen away from you like in the last minute and 15 seconds just because like your back is turned that's you can't do that like it felt like Kawhi and Gasol were the only guys who cared at the end of the game like why are they so laissez-faire I don't like I don't get it it's so many mistakes were made and Orlando played awesome to their credit Orlando was great they they played really great defense their scheme seemed to be really good they rode the wave of DJ Augustine's really hot shooting. I just a quick heads up: Marcus Saul did an absolute number on Vucevic in this game. His post defense was incredible. It was really something to behold. He denied Vucevic any type of presence in the paint, and Vucevic's most of his points came when in the fourth quarter he had eight, I think, when Ibaka was on the floor, and Ibaka did his best as well. It's no shade going that way, but. Vucevic really, really struggled when Gasol was on the floor. And Gasol was actually so great. He really he really did look the part of the guy we want in the playoffs if we want the Raptors to succeed. Uh, getting into the more granular stuff, I like the defense that Norm Powell and Fred Van Viet played against like Fournier and Ross. They were, they were playing over the top of everything, giving chase to a lot of different pin downs, a lot of different DHOs, and they kept making them choose different offensive, I guess, venues. Maybe not venues, but different offensive options. Like, whereas Ross wanted to pull up, Fournier wanted to pull up, they were always forced to go into the mid-range and make plays from there or shoot from there, which was actually a really, really good defensive principle to go by because it forced the Magic into a lot of tough shots. The shots that killed us, honestly, were just... DJ Augustine getting like getting his way in the pick and roll. I wrote early on in my notes, I was like, Augustine's taking the pick and roll to get his strong hand, to get to his strong hand, sorry. And we should see the Raps res- respond with a stronger show from the big man, but Augustine is still the bulk of the magic offense right now. That 
just ended up being true for the whole game? Question mark. I mean, how how did we not have a response? And also that stretch of Mark Michael Carter Williams like outplaying Kyle Lowry before Lowry smacked him in the face was absurd. And that also Lowry had three missed triples in that span. Sorry, two missed triples in that span. One, nobody was near him. I'm sorry to be harping about Lowry. But man, this game is definitely the Raptors. Definitely the Raptors. If he makes one or two, and I'm not even speaking of just because of the point differential. I'm not like, the Raptors lost by three if they had made this one three-pointer. No, if Lowry had been able to hit a shot, they might have defended him a little bit differently, and he would have been able to open up different avenues for everybody on offense, but he didn't. Oh my god, he he just, he didn't make a shot, All and he missed his two free throws. He didn't make a shot, and he was the plus-minus king, and I get it. Lowry is good. I've written about it before. But man, that's I. it's really tough to swallow a guy just going in and putting up zero points. I remember DeMar putting up zero points. I think he had eight free throws in that game, and it was like the end of time. Having Kawhi Leonard on this team, having Pascal Siakam play the way he did, Marcus All completely just take away Vucevic's offense, which is the bulk of the Magic offense, and then having Kyle Lowry have zero points, and having DJ Augustine, I think, tie for like a game high with 25 on the other end, is a travesty. I don't understand how we, I don't understand how we lose that guard position that handily. It's not a true 25 to zero mismatch, but my god, if your point guard scores zero points, and the opposing point guard scores 25, hits the game-winning three-pointer, made the layup to tie the game before that, and is just the the crux, the absolute focal point of the other team's offense. We're in trouble. I just, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to respond properly, right? Everything is probably going to be okay. The Magic aren't this good shooting from downtown. They played exceptionally well today, but also... Vucevic can come back. Vucevic can play better going forward. Is I, I'm, I'm a bit. I expected this game. I honestly expected my first playoff reaction podcast to be talking about the Raptors win over the Magic. I had a bunch of positive notes written down, but now things are obviously negative. The tone is going to be more negative, and I'm struggling to come up with anything besides like Lowry. You got to make some shots, man. You would have changed the game. Van Vliet, I guess, had a stretch. And also the thing is, I don't want to get on Van Vliet too hard either. Because when he played next to Lowry, he was good. And his work early on, really, really important at the end of the first quarter. Van Vliet did a really good job of spacing the four out. Because he stopped a magic run that probably had the potential to be really bad. Like, we saw the magic go up 14 or 16 at the end of the second quarter. Before it got down to eight, the Raptors had an eight-zero run, but it, like it could have been worse than that if like Van Vliet wasn't pulling up from downtown like prior to that in the first quarter. How the Raptors let this kind of stuff happen, I, I don't really understand. It's kind of disappointing that Leonard only played thirty-three minutes. Blake Griffin talked about this. He said that like Leonard was initially supposed to play more minutes. He was waiting for waiting to check in, but they just didn't get a whistle. I guess. 
Um, I had predicted that Pascal Siakam was going to end up playing around 40 minutes per game in the playoffs this year. He played 42 tonight. He had 24 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. And he did that while Jonathan Isaac was really in him. Jonathan Isaac was playing awesome defense on Siakam the whole game. Siakam missed quite a few easy shots that I think will go down in coming games. It's just disappointing to see Siakam, who we know has a penchant for being so capable at finishing around the rim through contact, through different angles. Seeing him miss easy to not so easy layups is it's disappointing. We're used to him making those shots, and anytime he gets to the rim, that seems like a bucket. There are four or five times tonight that it just didn't end up that way. Disappointing. But Isaac is grinding on him the whole way to the rim. It's got to have an effect. And then by the time he gets to the rim, he's like, okay, here we go. And just maybe the nerves are there. Maybe it's just like the initial release. He's coming off harder than he thought. I'm not super sure. But I, Siakam was good today. I, I have no problems with Siakam's game. Honestly, it was disappointing to see him miss at the rim, like I said. But putting up 24-9-4 and four is, is definitely good enough for me. I know it came on 24 points. Or sorry, 24 shots. But... That's the way this game went. It was so slow. It was grinded out. It was like, we're just going to get the ball to UC Ackham, and sometimes you have to score. And just that's part of why I was so disappointed with Lowry. Is like, Siakam had to expand and change in that game. We saw him hit like a pull-up mid-range jumper. That isn't in his bag, but he saw that the Magic were forcing the Raptors' offense into a lot of uncomfortable scenarios, and he said, I have to make this shot. He put it up. He hit it. That's why it's so disappointing that Lowry didn't make a single shot. It's not that it's not that he just missed good ones. It's just that he didn't contribute. Like, he did contribute offensively, but it's just so, so disappointing that it was that way. Like, I understand what he does for the offense. He's, he's stirring the pot. He's creating opportunities. That's so important, and it really, really is so important. But at the end of the day, he's creating opportunities for other players to make shots. If Kyle Lowry makes shots, this whole thing is just so much easier. Kyle, man, you got to make shots. I don't know what to tell you. I Yeah, I had a problem with how Lewis Essman wrote about it, um, how it might be a problem. The Vucevic-Augustine pick and roll is the lifeblood of the Magic offense. It was, it was huge today. And watching Gasol play in the pick and roll, he wasn't as good. He was pretty good later like later on in the game. The second half, he was pretty good. In the first half, they weren't able to shut down Augustine, but they shut down Vucevic. Most of Gasol's great work he did defensively came when he was defending Vucevic in the post. Because Vucevic couldn't do anything in the post against Gasol. Kawhi Leonard had his way. There was It was pretty disappointing. There was quite a few times in, I guess, the second quarter, we saw him go really hard into the paint and receive nothing. Not a single call, and there was a lot, a lot, a lot of contact. But it's just small gripes. I don't think that the the refs decided this game. I really don't, and I don't want to complain about the refs. It's just a little bit disappointing to see Kawhi so strong, an MVP candidate usually so capable, go to the rim and not be rewarded that often. It's, yeah, just tiny gripes. Um, Danny Green, really disappointing that he didn't hit a corner three. Same with Siakam. That was the defense, honestly. That's the thing is, for this game, we're going to end up complaining about the defense because Augustine had those two buckets at the end. But the defense was good. 
the Raptors played really good defense. It was their offense. And yes, the bench in the third, like the third was bad for the bench. And I don't mean that in a defensive way. I mean that they couldn't score. The Raptors did a number on the Magic in the third quarter. Like the starters came out, they they hit them hard. They played really good defense. They took the lead. And the bench squandered that. They really did. And the offense wasn't flowing with Van Vliet, Ibaka, Powell. Meeks had a good, like he had a good little basket in the second quarter, which is fine. And then everybody made their Michael Jordan jokes. Good. I'm glad. But watching Van Vliet and Ibaka try and score against the Magic defense, the Magic's bench defense, like um, Kem Birch, was completely unsuccessful. It did not work very well. And Fred Van Vliet did most of his damage next to Kyle Lowry. That's, those are my major gripes. What do I think about going forward? Or I guess let's sum up this game. This game, Gasol's post-defense was awesome. Gasol's pick-and-roll defense was actually pretty good. I feel silly complaining about the Raptors' defense in this one because they played good defense. The Magic just hit all of their shots down the stretch, and the Magic hit, like, I think it was a really high percentage from downtown. I think it's 14 of 29. That's really good. The Raptors would have loved to have been 14 of 29. They were 12 of 36 over the game. So, first of all, the Raptors took better three-pointers. They took better three-point shots, and they lost the three-point like they lost the three-point margin. That was a big deal. Secondly, they couldn't turn the magic over. They didn't get going in transition, and that was a massive problem for the offense, especially the bench. Thirdly, Kyle Lowry didn't score. He didn't have a point. He missed both his free throws. He went 0 for 7 in the game, and you could see how different the magic were guarding him from the start of the game to the end of the game. They started laying off him. It became very awkward for him to work in the offense, and he wasn't completely inhibited. It just affected the game. And I understand the Raptors are better with him on the floor. I do. I'm not saying that he needs to sit. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying he needs to be better. With that said, do I think that the Raptors have this in the bag going forward? Yes. Was this a rewarding game for the Magic and everything they've done so far this year? Yes. The Mitchell Robinson Award, I think, has to go to DJ Augustine. He hit the game-winning three-pointer on a pick-and-roll that Danny Green couldn't get around, that Marcus all dropped under, and Vucevic set the screen on. Louis Zatzman is 100%, 100% vindicated. He wrote the damn article about this thing. He looked at every single possession. If you want to read that, that's on RaptorsRepublic.com. But... And D.J. Augustine was the lifeblood of the Magic offense. And he, I guess, even though they weren't primary defenders on one another for a lot of the game, just the optics of D.J. Augustine putting up 25 points, hitting a game-winning triple, and Kyle Lowry scoring zero points, is it's a horrible, horrible look for Kyle Lowry. Who, I mean, I don't think he's bad in the playoffs, but there's just you just can't come out and put up zero points. That's, it just can't work that way. I'm not going to be feeding into the narrative that he's bad in the like playoffs. He's, he's so important to the Raptors. But the optics of Augustine putting up 25, Kyle Lowry putting up zero, they're both the starting point guards. And the Raptors is the two-seed losing game one at home with Kawhi Leonard on the team. We all thought that DeMar DeRozan left and that it was this panache that everything was fixed. And yet... This happened again, and I do think Kawhi Leonard is demonstrably better than DeMar DeRozan. That's not the conversation. It's just like, how are we here again? 
the DNA of this team is supposed to be different. So yes, the fact that I'm ranting right now about losing to the Orlando Magic, the seventh seed, as the two seed with Kawhi Leonard, Marcus All, Danny Green, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, all on the Raptors. I'm ranting about a game one loss. That makes DJ Augustine the absolute villain, of course. The Reggie Evans Award, it's I'm going to split it between three guys, honestly, because these three guys made the game for me. Pascal Siakam was tireless, absolutely tireless on defense and offense. His matchup with Isaac, they kept going to him because the offense wasn't able to create anything else, and he had to work so damn hard to score against Isaac, who did a phenomenal job guarding him. But the Raptors still kept asking him to go at that matchup because it wasn't be crea- being created elsewhere. And we know where the shortfalls are as far as that. Kawhi Leonard was awesome down the stretch. I mean, he, he put the Raptors in position to win this game easily. And there's no complaints there. I, there's no complaints about his defense in this one either. And yeah, Kawhi Leonard's offense, especially down the stretch, was awesome. And he, we should have won that game. It was just, I, I can't believe we lost that game. But Kawhi Leonard put us, the Toronto Raptors, in a position to win that game. And Marcus All, if Marcus All is going to hold Nikola Vucevic, I know he ended up with like 11 points, but I think he only scored four when Marcus All was on the floor. Considering that Marcus All played like 32 minutes, and in those 32 damn minutes, Vucevic scored four points, and he's usually scoring like 25 a game, 23 to 25 a game, he completely limited their top option. It's it's like what has happened to the Raptors years before, like Demar and Kyle not being able to do anything in the playoffs. Like that happened to the Magic. Gasol completely choked their offense out at the Vucevic point. So those three players get the Reggie Evans award. They can all split it. That's that's fine. I have to go to the quick reaction now and look at the top comment. I'm sure it will be uh, <laughs> without angst. I I'm I'm kind of dreading looking at it. I'm sure it'll be about Kyle Lowry. I mean, I, yeah. Clips. This loss is on Kyle. It is and it isn't. I mean, I've talked ad nauseum about Kyle Lowry in this one. Let's let's leave it there, man. I don't blame you for saying that. Kyle did a lot of good things on the floor today, but also 0 for 7 when at least four of those were wide open. The offense is begging you to breathe some life into them. You just, you can't. It just can't work out like that. And yeah, in a way, this loss is on Kyle. In a way, this loss is on the whole team. I mean, the Magic played awesome defense. The Magic succeeded on offense where they needed to. The Magic did everything right that they had to. And DJ Augustine had the game of his life. Does that happen again over the course of the series? I hope not. But also, do I think that Kyle Lowry scores zero points again? I also hope not. Do I think that we could see a four, six-point game from him again? I do think that's a possibility. Do I wish he would just hit double digits in every game? Yes, that would be so nice. Is that going to happen? I I mean, going forward, honestly, I doubt it. I don't think that Kyle Lowry will hit double digits in every game this series. And definitely not in the playoffs. But, yeah. In a way, it's on Kyle because he did he did a lot of things right. He did so many things right. He just didn't make shots. And there's nothing bad about that, technically. He just didn't make shots. But that's the thing. is like we, He's our star point guard. We're like, make the shots, my guy. You have to make the shots. Otherwise, what are we doing here? 
Why are we the two seed? Why why are we why do we have these delusions of grandeur of the NBA finals if we're losing in game one and Kyle Lowry, thirty million dollars a year, is not making a shot? Ugh. Anyway. But yes, I do love Kyle Lowry. It just sucks to have to speak about him this way and to acknowledge these these very apparent shortcomings. Anyway, game two is gonna go better, I'm sure. The Raptors almost always respond. And yeah. This has been the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I've been your host, Samson Folk. I hope you enjoyed listening, and I hope that you felt at least a little bit better about this game than I did. It was heart-wrenching to watch, and it gave me probably an aneurysm or six headaches. Something. Not a fun experience, but watching Kawhi Leonard in a Raptors jersey in the playoffs is rewarding in its own way. Have a great night or day whenever you're listening to this. And uh, stay blessed. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. reported three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.